millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Talksport Daily. Hello, happy Monday everyone and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast. Well, I'll say another, I mean, it's actually the first one of the week, but you know what I mean. I mean, there's been loads done in the past, loads, thousands, million, well, I don't know how many, but certainly not thousands. Is that that? No, it's definitely not that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The number is irrelevant. What is relevant is that we start this podcast with Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan. He was alongside Danny Kelly on the final word. Oh, mention me. I've just done it. Oh, you said sorry. Yeah, I've mentioned you as well. Oh, sorry. Blimey. Anyway, they were discussing the possibility of football potentially changing forever once it returns. Whenever that is. Of course, it won't change forever. Everyone's getting very excited about, oh, we won't go back to being able to touch people and look at people and walk past. Trust me, at some stage, it will all be back to normal. And you'll look back in years to come and go, do you remember that summer where you couldn't get within two metres of someone and you weren't allowed to go out and you had to get a mask on? And someone will go, No. And you go, you must remember. They go, when was that? And you'd say, well, it was 2020. They go, oh, yeah, I totally forgot. It will return and it will eventually be all back to normal. Mark my words. Let's just blue sky this. What if there were no spectators ongoingly? Um, you know, they don't get a vaccine for another 18 months. What happens then? What does that, how does that affect professional football? Well, if you look at the Premier League and you look at the Football League as two islands that collide every now and again, if there is no spectator participation in the Premier League, the Premier League will lose or have lost from its revenue a billion pounds next year. The average club, take away the top six, the average club, the 14 teams outside of the top six will lose an average of 50 million pounds, which is about 30% of their average turnover. The top six clubs will lose more. They'll move into the 100, 110 million pound bracket. You move into the championship and the average club looks like it's going to lose without without season tickets and without casual gates or any other spend, whether it's sponsorship revenue or match day revenue, about 14 million pounds a club. You move into League One, it looks like about five million pounds a club, and in League Two, about two and a half million pounds a club. That means you are moving into the territory. If that becomes the case, and there isn't a reaction to it, and there are two reactions that we can talk about. One is mm-hmm. using technology to embrace this challenge. The other is, of course, the inevitable pay cuts. But unless there is an addressing of this issue, there will be a meltdown outside of the Premier League, and there may well be a meltdown inside the Premier League. Time now to check in with the Weekend Sports Breakfast Show with Big Tony Cascarino. And this is actually Big Tony Cascarino saying he couldn't imagine Wayne Rooney being a manager in the early days of his career. But now you can see he really wants it. So you've changed your mind then, have you, Cass? Hmm. Okay. 
thinking of a young Wayne, we'd have gone absolutely no chance. And no chance will he end up in management. We look at Wayne now and he's more experienced and well-travelled. You can see by his articles and the way he's talking, what's being said, that he's grown to really love and embrace and become a bit of a purist on football. And that's really intrigued me because at the raw talent of what Wayne was as a 17-year-old, would we have ever considered that he'd have even thought about football as being in coaching? No, he wouldn't have. But as he's got more experience, I think the people he's brushed shoulders with, it's made a mark on him where you can see that he really does want to go down this road. Time now to hear from Greg Tomlinson. Oh, he was fantastic in the Royal Family, wasn't he? He had that beard set on the couch. Huh? Oh, he's the head of the Newcastle United Supporters Trust, is he? Okay. Well, anyway, he was on the Sunday exclusive with Mark Saggers, Danny Mills and Ray Houghton. And he feels that Geordie fans have the right to be excited about their new owners. From my perspective, I think it's very much possible to be excited about the end of Mike Ashley's disastrous 13 years as the owner of Newcastle United, while also being excited about Newcastle becoming a football entity again that seeks to compete and seeks to be the best that it can be, which it hasn't done while still having reservations about the track record of our prospective new owners um, on, a, on a human and, and human rights societal level. Those concerns, are we right that people have those concerns? Um, but the two aren't necessarily the same thing. Because, you know, fundamentally, I think from a, from a perspective of a football fan, um, we don't choose our owners. So, so we can have that excitement. Um, you know, obviously it raises awareness of, of the issues, um, and moving forward in in, in that sense um, is also, um, you know, we've seen all the, the articles from a number of journalists bringing these, these issues to light, but the feelings aren't effectively exclusive. You know, being concerned about the human rights issues and also supporting your football club, I think, you know, you can subscribe to, to both of them. Time now to check in with the show that sounds like it's on Radio 1 on a Saturday night playing all the funky tunes around. Yep, Saturday sessions, of course, it's basically the complete opposite of that. Anyway, Steve Harper, the former hole-keeper, used to be Stuart Pearce's landlord. Would you believe it? And here he is talking about that on the show I've just mentioned, Saturday Sessions, nothing to do with the music, with Stuart Pearce, Sam Matterface and Perry Groves. You also had uh, some interesting tenants in your house over the course of... <laughs> Uh, your years in the northeast. Uh, who was the who was the scruffiest, the worst, the you know the one who used to leave stuff lying around, make the most noise, all that sort of stuff. Hey, there no, ain't too many like people. That. Can I butt in at this stage? There ain't too many people that would cuddle up with Hooch the dog and be quite happy for the evening. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Stuart yeah. Pierce used to be Steve Harper's tenant when they were both at Newcastle United. Well, I don't think ten, I think more logic. It's stretching tenant, it a bit. You, tenant, you would, tenant, you would pay rent. As a young upstart making your way in the game, you don't ask an England legend for any rent <laughs> Back now to big Tony Cascarino on the top moaners he played with in football on the weekend sports breakfast show. Number five is the rat, the little rat, Dennis Wise. Um, he could get so angry sometimes, Georgie, he could slam a revolving door Dennis it really could he just I remember a referee saying to me once uh, your captain where's your, where's your captain he went uh, is he coming he went, yeah why is he coming he went oh, why is he 
<laughs> just like that. Because Wisey would be at every referee, every game, just continually at them. And he had that Wimbledon way in him where it was just, it was part of what they were made of. You know, they would always be taking it to the limit. But Wisey would just give you stick. I, I was friendly with Den. I had great times with him. But boy, he would keep on at you all the time. And then he, <laughs> he's, he had that cheeky smile. And I don't know if you've ever met him, Georgie, but he had a cheeky smile. I have. But if he got you on something, he He'd never let go. Teddy Sheridan got a penalty at White Hart Lane against Chelsea one day and Den's screaming at him, going mad, uh, you know, you cheating, so-and-so. He's going, and it ended up a 1-1 draw. Half-time, I come in. He went, he's gone straight for me and he's gone, what about your mate, your cheating mate? And he would not let it go. The whole half-time dressing <laughs> talk, uh, talk, you know, talk uh, was all about my mate, uh, Teddy, because he died for a penalty. Number three is uh, Steve Staunton. Now... Stan, he came from the youth policy at Liverpool, um, Georgie, and unfortunately he had Ray Houghton, John Aldridge, Ronnie Whelan, and a lot of the Liverpool boys who love to play <laughs> practical jokes, who love to wind you up, tell you when you're a young lad, go and get the tea, go and get you know, go and get this, and he'd tell them where to go, and he and they would just he they would set him up all the time as a young lad coming through, and Stan just got that ability just to moan at, at them and bite back because I think he realised because one, one thing happens at a lot of clubs with the younger element that they come through Georgie because they get a lot of stick, they end up standing up for themselves and having to go back, but they become continual moaners mm-hmm. and if you've been in football for a long time from a young lad right the way through to you make your debut for like seven eight nine years you've already you've got that mentality of an experienced player where you just complain about things now would you believe it we have live racing from charting i'm not shouting all right Sagas, i said charting <clears throat> anyway that's in hong kong don't you know on talk sport 2 that was yesterday and in case you've forgotten what live sport sounds like well i mean if you have you've got a problem because it's basically like normal sport that's been recorded but you're hearing it live. There's no difference. If you turn on like an old match of the day or um, you put the snooker on and a couple of years, anything like that, that's exactly how it sounds. I mean, no one in the world has forgotten what live sport sounds like but in case you have, you haven't, this is what it sounds like. You remember, obviously. And Mighty Giant get to the long-time leader, Smoothies. He's bearing down now. Others starting to close up, includes you, no boy. But Mighty Giant has taken up. It's going to win a shade cheekily, too, because it is a win. Finally, Zach Burton gets onto the score sheet as he wins with Mighty Giant beating the long-time leader, Smoothies. Now, sadly, on Friday, the Leeds United great Norman Hunter passed away in hospital, aged 76 after contracting the coronavirus. He was a 1966 World Cup winner and he also won two league titles in a 14-year career at Ellen Road. His former teammate Eddie Gray was on the Jim White Show to pay tribute. Norman was an iconic figure uh, in football, especially at our club. Um, he had a reputation, as everybody knows, you know, bite your legs, Norman. Uh, but Norman was a truly great football player. I mean, a lot of great players have walked through the gates of Ellen Road, as you know, Jim. But Norman was right up there with the best of them. He was such an important figure in Don Revy's days and for the team that he played for. Um, sad day for everybody connected with the club. And he was still in and around the club, Jim. Went to every game, home game. Um, everybody seen him, the fans seen him. He always speak to people, talk to people. I always like to laugh, and uh, as you mentioned there, 
nobody would have fought harder, Jim, than Norman to go over the illness, but unfortunately it didn't happen. It's for Hunter, and it's a lovely goal, extremely well taken by Norman Hunter. Back now to the Weekend Sports Breakfast Show, and this is promoter David Hay. Thought he used to be a boxer. Yeah, he did, but he's a promoter now. Is that the one who took off his boot and he had a little broken... Yeah, you don't need to mention the hurty toe. Anyway, he was on the Weekend Sports Breakfast Show talking up his boxer, Derek Chisora, or Del Boy, ahead of a fight with Alexander Usyk, which is, of course, being rearranged. Derek's in a good place. He's, you know, he realises that, you know, the fight date that he was working towards has been postponed. Um, Alexander Usyk is opponent is is in training. We, look, we, we see his social media. He's ticking over in the Ukraine. He's ranked in everybody, uh, every boxing expert's top five pound for pound. He's Olympic champion. He's never, ever lost a boxing match before. He's the undisputed cruiserweight champion, ring magazine champion, all the belts. He's the man. He's the, he's the most skilled, smaller heavyweight out there. Derek Chisora, yeah. you know, he's lost nine fights. Many people think, you know, he's, he's passed his prime. But believe me, he, 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 was, he was having a run in training camp like I've never seen before, the sparring, the physical, the physical side of things. He's got on his discipline. He's eating the right food. He's sleeping at the right times. He's not doing all of the things that he did in the past that culminated in him losing those nine fights. The nine fights he lost, he shouldn't have lost all nine of those. A lot of the time, he wasn't just in the best physical condition, the right mindset. He is now. And I think Alexander Yuzik from Ukraine has, has miscalculated how good Derek Chisora is. He doesn't realise how strong he is. He's like a bull. Yeah. He's absolutely rock solid. And he's training. He's still training now. He's still watching his diet now. A lot of people flaff the handle. There's a lot of boxers at the moment in this lockdown that, you know, they're drinking the beers. They, you know, they, they smashed a load of Easter eggs there. But he hasn't. He's been really <laughs> on his food. He's been really looking after himself. So when this thing dies down and he finally gets his opportunity, he beats Alexander Usyk and then... He's then the number one contender for Anthony Joshua. And, you know, that's uh, that dream come true for him. Staying with boxing and Tyson Fury's former trainer, Ben Davison, was on fight night with Adam Catcher and Gareth A. Davis, talking about the Gypsy King. And he even compared him to the great Muhammad Ali. I'm guessing they were the same height. Tyson's gone away and beat Vladimir Klitschko while he was on his, uh, on his dominant run away. He then went and beat Wilder. He then went and dominated and stopped Wilder a second time. I know some people say Tyson didn't win that first fight. Difference of opinions, whatever. That's my opinion. And he went away and um, and then stopped Wilder. You know, I don't think there's anybody that's got a resume close to Tyson Fury's. And I had a good chat with Tyson this morning just to say to him, you know, look, for what he's achieved in the ring, you've got to think about what he's achieved outside the ring. He's inspired thousands of people along the way. And people won't like comparing him while he's current to the likes of Muhammad Ali. But what he's managed to achieve in the ring and outside the ring in terms of the quality that he's shown in the ring, but the way that he's inspired and helped so many people outside the ring, Tyson Fury will be spoke about for many, many, many years to come and probably for eras when we're long gone. Now, the wonderful Hawksby and Jacobs, who of course can be found weekdays from 1pm on TalkSport, on a Friday have this thing called Clips of the Week. And what it is, is a compilation of people making mistakes on it. Basically, sounding like a right plonker. Obviously, I'm never in it because uh, my work is faultless, but there are other presenters on TalkSport that make so many mistakes, it's unbelievable that they're still employed. 
You talking about Max Rushton? No, I'm not naming any names. Anyway, here's a little flavour of their clips of the week. Simon <laughs> Jordan now on Jim White's show talking rugby. If you Google Nat, if you Google the greatest Welsh super, greatest sports, Welsh sports superstar, it's Gareth Edwards. Yeah. I've tried Googling it, but it just said, did you mean? About, and it just melted down. It, was, it got into the S overdrive there, didn't it, Simon? Of course he did. Uh, back to Alan Brazil now, and uh, once again, on the big news at St. James's Park. Is this a case of here we go again? Is it deja vu? Or could this actually happen this time? It looks like the Saudi Arabian prince, uh, um, Amanda Staveley, has broken the deal. <laughs> That's a lot to unpack there, isn't it? It's a three-in-one clip. Deja vu. Deja vu, yeah. Deja vu, uh, Amanda Staveley, crown prince Amanda Staveley. I never knew she was a crown prince. Obviously, things are changing either. in Saudi. I didn't realise. And has she broken the deal? Well, that would suggest that it's not happening. So, uh, a little three-in-one clip from Al. Marvellous in one <laughs> sentence. Fine effort, uh, really. Yeah, you go and do yeah, the next me? one for us, Andy. Go okay. on, carry on. Uh, this is Faker Others and Darren Bent with the TalkSport Quiz. Raheem Sterling is a key member of the England national team. Yeah. But which other country was he also eligible to play for? And you've oh, got, dear. You've got a clue. They're a member of the Caribbean Football Union. And the last caller gave us the answer, Trinidad and Tobago, and that was wrong. Um, Caribbean. Uh, we're not having any, not having, not having any chance to think about it. It's come as a bit of a, a, a shock, this one, that's Faye. Well, that's what a quiz is all about, Ian, I'm afraid. Uh, uh, I've had no time to get or think of the answer or indeed look it up. So I, you've caught me unawares. Good old Ian. Simon Jordan here. You and I are both listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Them. 
And would you believe it, Clips of the Week is available in full in its own little podcast called... I haven't put the name on it. The clip, what would the Clips of the Week podcast be called? Why, why has anyone written what the Clips of the Week podcast would be called? Ridiculous. How am I meant to know? Anyway, that's nearly it, of course, but we end the show with my stuff. And last night, that Sunday night, I did the Trans Europe Express with Andy Brassel and Lars Sibbertson. It was such a good show that producer Tom, who produces this podcast, had his work cut out to find the best snippet from those two hours. Let's find out what he chose. Lars, I don't want to make this all about one man, but I'm sure it hasn't escaped a lot of our listeners' notice that Zlatan Ibrahimovic is back with his family in Stockholm, is training with Hammerby at, at the moment. What are the prospects of him perhaps even going on to to play for them? I mean, he's burnt all his Malmo bridges anyway, so surely all bets are off, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's burnt his bridges, and the fans have have done their best to, to quite literally burn his statue, uh, which is very very different. <laughs> of course, metal doesn't burn that well, it turns out. But no, Zlatan has always been very very dismissive about the idea of returning to the Allsvenskan. Uh, it's something that's always, I mean, even when. Um, you know, even when he his he before his sort of breakdown in his relationship to his hometown club, you know, there was this moment when his biography came out, which is all about his upbringing in Malmo and how he feels very a strong connection to the city. Maybe more so the city than the club, to be honest. Uh, but that there's all these lines about you can take the the kid out of Malmo, but Rosengard, but you can't take Rosenberg out of the kid, and all of this. He never it never seemed like he was particularly keen on ever returning to Swedish football. Because what might change it now? a little bit is that he has an ownership stake in Hammerby and uh, and it it would it it would benefit him financially in a way that probably wasn't on the cards a few years ago when we're thinking about this he also is involved with a gambling uh, company in Sweden so more more and more transitioning into sort of post-career businessman life and even though on a sporting level playing in Sweden might not interest him at all uh, perhaps the, the the possibility for various forms of synergy that could be released with him playing for this club is, is something that might interest him a little bit more. For now, I think it's, it's a little bit sort of pie in the sky, but it is perhaps not quite as impossible as it seemed a couple of years ago. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Good work, everyone. Well done, uh, Asa. Asa, remember you could download it from uh, what does Asa stand for? Um, I've forgotten what Asa stands for. All, all, di- all di- Spotify. The S is Spotify. The uh, one A is uh, Apple Podcast, and the other one will be. I mean, one's going to be iTunes. So uh, where's where's that then? I don't know. Someone tweet me out of zero five. Tell me what the other A is. Not the first one. I've got that. The last one. Anyway, that's it. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm back tonight from ten pm with the first sports bar of the week with old Moonface. So make sure you join me for that. In the meantime, keep staying inside, gang. I know it's difficult, but we'll get there in the end, as I said at the top of this podcast, right? Stop whinging, stop moaning. It's not difficult. Just stay in. Could be a lot worse. All you've got to do is sit in front of the couch. Oh, it's so difficult to sit on my couch and watch telly. Just think about that for a moment. Anyway, thanks for listening. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. And above all, gang, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.